Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is the cabinet minister, Finian uh, McGrath. He's apologised unreservedly to the families of road accident victims and the Gardaí in the wake of his controversial remarks of an enforcement on drink driving crackdowns. The statement uh, this evening came in the wake of the calls for him to resign over the comments where he claimed Gardaí had become politicised. Mr McGrath said, I'm aware that my comments regarding the Gardaí and drink driving have caused hurt to the families and victims who continue to suffer the consequence of drink driving. It was never my intention to cause pain and I wish to unreservedly apologise to them and also to Angarda Shikana. He added, families and victims suffering from the aftermath of drink driving have always been my priority. I voted for a fully support of the legislation which automatically disqualifies any motorist found to have consumed alcohol. He said he also supported Transport Minister Shane Ross who brought in the vital legislation in the face of criticism. Philly McGrath added, I will continue to support all road safety initiatives and measures. His comments, of course, came after the road safety campaigner Ashling Reid of Park Road Safety Group called on him to resign after his controversial remarks. She said it was disgraceful what he said. It was shocking. Withdrawing a statement is not enough. He should resign. And the senior Fianna Gael ministers were furious with Mr McGrath's accusations that the Guardi were carrying out unnecessary breathalyzer checkpoints because they oppose controversial new drink driving laws. Now, he had claimed in the Sunday Independence interview that the Guardi's implemented implementation of drink driving crackdown introduced by his Independent Alliance TD and Transport Minister Shane Ross had been over the top. And Mr McGrath also called on the Garda Commissioner Drew Harris to depoliticise the force. He said the Garda should always be non-political but claimed they are now blaming Mr Ross for a new drink driving laws uh, when they are stopping motorists at checkpoints. Mr McGrath initially stood over the remarks uh, but later did a massive U-turn. Uh, it is understood after coming under pressure from the Independent Alliance. So tonight I want to know if you think he should resign over this comments or if you think he was right to have an opinion on the matter. And it was wrong to silence him. Now, some people believe that the laws are too strict and would actually agree with Finney McGrath's comments that the Gardaí basically are going a little bit OTT on this now because they can, I suppose. However, road safety campaigners are appalled by his remarks and believe that the Gardaí are perfectly right to be doing what they're doing. And I suppose taking this very seriously. So should Finney McGrath, <coughs> pardon me, should he resign over these comments? I mean, the point is, I mean, really, are the drink driving laws too strict? You know, are the Garda Shikana using that fact that they're too strict? In other words, you know, one drink over the limit, a little bit over the limit, gone, off the road. Finian's saying this is, this is, he's not saying it's not acceptable, but he's saying the Garda, basically, I suppose, but what he's claiming is, uh, there's the Garda's implementation of the drink driving crackdown introduced by uh, his, the Independent Alliance is over the top. Do you think it's over the top? Or can it ever be over the top? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087 Let me go to Mick. Mick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mick? Good evening, Niall. The best radio host in the country. Oh, thank you very much indeed, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I would gladly have you at a dinner party if I could pick any uh, any people in the world to have at a dinner party. You'd be one of the... You'd be the top invite because you're just so controversial. You're bound to make a great night out of it. I'll, I'll, I'll give them all a good debate and something to talk oh, about. <laughs> and the rest. And the rest. Well, Mick, I mean, Finian McGrath, he's not, he wasn't holding back when he gave the interview to the Sunday Independent, but he's now apologised for his comments, obviously to save his job. I mean, mm-hmm. but should he resign? 
Absolutely, 100%. Why? Because he not just undermined his colleagues in government by that they introduced it, he undermined the families, the victims, um, the friends of people who, would, who died by accidents caused by drunk drivers. He undermined the frontliners, the paramedics, the, the, the nurses. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I live in the country, and I used to live in the city, and I'm, not, I'm no angel. I've done it before. I've had three or four or five glasses of wine and driven home, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I haven't done it in a long, long time, and I no way would I do it now. And if you were caught, I, you would expect to be caught? I would expect to be caught, yeah. But but when you say you undermine them, should the Healy, if that's the case, the Healy Rays are undermining the government all the time. Because, you know, because they tell us all the time that... Said it on Watford, he's the same. But, but, yeah, but, should, but should they resign them while we're at it? I mean, he's entitled, whether you, whether you believe he's wrong or right or undermining government... Is he not right? Is he not? Should he not be entitled to have an opinion? I mean, his opinion can be wrong. We can debate it. We can all challenge his opinion. Yeah, but if I if, if I was walking the job I do, if I came out and said something that was one hundred percent against what I had voted for in a corporate sense, and completely undermined all my colleagues completely undermined the people that but, were working But isn't it undermining them? Because I work in radio, I disagree with a lot of the rules and regulations of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland Mind you, I have yeah. to adhere to them but I don't, but I disagree with many of them but I, I don't believe I'm undermining them if you want to say undermining them Should I resign because I disagree with it and I work in broadcasting? No, because you're not making the rules But he's not personally making the rules This rule was brought in of course by Shane Ross who was the Minister of Transport but he voted for it. So does everybody have to roll in behind him? I'm not. By well, the way, but I, can I can I clarify with you? By the way, I don't drink and drive because I don't. I know train. you don't. Yeah. I, I at the odd event, I might have a glass of tea, Maria, uh, yeah. and absolutely only at Christmas or holidays if I'm not drinking. And you're off the diet coke. <laughs> I don't. I can't drink diet coke. I know. I, know I was out of the week. I was out of the weekend in a restaurant, by the way, and then realised after I had drank it, it was diet coke when I looked at the machine because it was. They get, it was a buffet, and they give you a glass, and you just go yeah. and fill yourself up. But then realised it was diet coke, and I had a, I had a whole evening planned of sitting on the jacks. I've heard you say that story before. But but anyway, but in saying that, you know, I mean, just because somebody disagrees, they might be wrong, but aren't they entitled to be wrong? Um, but if, he, if okay, he voted for that legislation. Mm-hmm. So if, and, if and, he he's, and he says as an apology, in his apology, I absolutely agree. I will continue to support the road safety initiatives and measures. He just why, he believed why? the Garda Shea He didn't say there's anything wrong with the law. He just said that the Garda Shea were over the top, I suppose, in the way they were policing it. But you can't cherry pick the rules. You can't say, you know, I'm going to introduce this rule now that you can't do this. And the police are there to enforce the law. Now, I'm no great fan of the, the guards either, but they're there to do a job. But essentially what he's saying is they're shooting fish in a barrel. And I've said that a few times in relation to speeding. They, you know, they'll pick the easy routes, you know, and they'll shoot fish well, in a barrel. Of course they will, yeah. The yeah. motorways where yeah. it's, it's perfectly safe. And I, 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 I don't agree with that. They should be on the... On, the, the minor roads where they're... Well, you know, there's more likely to be an accident, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, like, he... I suppose I what he's to... essentially saying is that the Guardi are picking on the soft targets. You what, know. What's a, a soft target? Well, I, soft suppose, target? I, suppose, I suppose when it comes to drink driving, and I don't believe personally there's any soft targets, but then again, I no, think there are... There so, but there are some people who believe the soft target is the guy next 
of the woman the next morning. You know, my lad, a few the night before. Do you know, but this thing has been advertised and promoted and well publicised that the drink driving limits have been reduced substantially down to X, Y, Z. Practically to zero. Practically to zero. Yeah. So there's no excuse for not knowing it. So if, I I mean, like, don't get me wrong now, I love a glass of wine. Sometimes too much. Mm Mm-hmm. I was in Belfast the weekend before last, and I totally overdid it. Right? Yep. But I didn't get into the car until 2 o'clock the following day. Right. Okay? I live in the country. I'm so you were, you were conscious of the fact that it might be still in your system? Absolutely. Mm. And, uh, like, I, I live 20 minutes from the city. I drive into work every day. I drive out every, every evening. I need my car. Without it, I'm goosed because I live in the country and I'm, I'm literally four miles from the nearest shop. If I want to have a drink, I'll stay in the city, I'll stay with my parents, or I'll get a cab. And I've often paid 70 or 80 euros to get a cab. Back but how, but how would you have felt on that day in Belfast, the next day at 2 o'clock? So you left at 2 o'clock, and you're on the way down the A1 there, whatever it is, or the N1, yeah. and, and the PSI, yeah. Yeah, the PSNI pull you in. And yeah. and you're you know well it wouldn't be the side. Let's say you're over the board. The guard is here, kind of pull you in Dundalk, right? right? Okay. And you're just a little bit over the limit, not much, but still a little bit over the limit. Top chef. You 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 take it on the chin. Absolutely. Okay, but, but most people. Like I, well, I think I most people would. Yeah, but I, I I would, and because for the simple reason, I have a brother who's a paramedic, and the stories he has taught me about accidents is just they're horrific, like. Well, stay there a second, because Francis, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Francis? How are you doing? I mean, there's a lot of controversy about his comments. Now, let's clarify. He has apologised and clarified. Well, he's saying he's clarified what he meant. And he's apologised to victims and the guards as well in relation to this. But they basically have called or said that he's undermining the legislation and he's undermining the Garda Sheikana. Oh, well, I don't think he should resign over it. I think if you have an opinion, I think you should be able to voice it. Um, I don't think he's saying the legislation is wrong as such. I think that um, the policing of it certainly is. I mean, let's put it this way. It's pissing rain and tonight. There's not a checkpoint to be seen anywhere. Every Sunday afternoon, every Saturday night, you never see the guard checkpoints out at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning where they know that where it would be the easiest place to I suppose the guards' argument is that there is other priorities like public order problems on a Saturday or a Friday or Sunday night where, you know. I don't know what what it is. Um, I know I had an incident and the guards had to call here. There was five guards on for the whole of Blanchetown area. Mm. There was two cars and one of them was outside my house with three guards in the living room. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know... Let's call a spade a spade. Nobody, I don't think, is disagreeing with the drink driving laws. But, I mean, the way they're implementing it is, you know, nobody wants to stand out in the pourings of rain, stopping people, being out there for two hours or whatever. They pick and choose, and they pick and choose the easy targets. And I think that is more what he was saying as opposed to he's not disagreeing. Anybody that's caught, it's their own fault. But they're not getting... The, the people that are, you know, at the time, they're, you know, it's after the event, after the fact, the following day, where it would be quite simple 
to catch people coming out of the pub. Quite simple. Any Sunday afternoon or any Saturday night, Friday night, it would be quite simple to do that. And I think, I don't think Finian McGrath, if he has an opinion, I don't think he should apologise for it. And I don't think that uh, it's a resigning. I think there's uh, much more important things in this country. Drink driving is a fairly pressing matter, isn't it? Yes, it is a pressing matter. But I don't think, I personally don't think that that was the point. I don't think he was coming out against the actual drink driving as such. We all know it's wrong. We all... Well, he did say the Gardaí should always be non-political and claimed they were now blaming Minister Ross for the new drink driving laws when they were stopping motorists at checkpoints. In other words, it's not our fault. Don't blame us. Yeah, so, I'm he, sorry I'm doing you for a few milligrams over the limit, but you don't blame me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they could get somebody that was, you know, that was maybe stoicious drunk, way, you know, way over the limit, has had no sleep, no think, could have been drinking for six or eight hours and are getting into the car. They can see car parks full all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's laughable. So are, mean, you, are you agreeing with Finney McGrath that the guards are going, you believe the guards are going for the soft target because this is a radio show I and you're, allowed, you're allowed to have your yeah. opinion. Oh, you don't yeah. have to resign because of it. Oh, and I absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. think they go for a soft target. You know, nobody wants to stand out in the rain uh, on a cold winter's night. I mean, I haven't seen a guard at checkpoint personally in years, in years, Christmas or wherever. You know, so it's a, it's a fair. Well, hang on, Mick. That's a fair point. You know, Operation Lifesaver there, but which runs between the start of December and the, and the first of January. I didn't see one checkpoint, Mick. Not one. Yeah, she's totally correct there. <clears throat> and I and I live in a city. I live in Dublin. Yeah. I, and and I'm driving home. I go home to the tunnel here at night. I go up two swords, every, et cetera, et cetera mm. where I live. I never, I never saw a checkpoint. Not one. Hundred percent. I know. And you know where there is a checkpoint every night. I can tell you, there's always one as you go into Sheriff Street. But they're not looking for drink drivers. They're looking <laughs> um, for dodgy folk with guns. Yeah. Well, it's a hundred percent. Is a hundred percent correct. Um, they should be outside the pubs and the nightclubs at two o'clock in the morning. The vintners wouldn't be happy about that. Half the pubs are owned by politicians, for God's sake. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, you know, no matter what you do, someone's always going to be upset mm. or, or, or unhappy. You know? <clears throat> but And those checkpoints should be rolling on all the time. Yeah. 24 hours, seven days a week. You can't get a guard when you need one, you know? I, I um, totally understand that, yeah. I mean, as I said, I mean, like five guards outside your house... With two, two or uh, five guards for the whole area of Blanchardstown, that's ridiculous. Absolutely, obviously, yeah. Obviously, under understand. Well, I, well, Swords is pretty much the same as far as I know in Swords, and the population. That side no, has no problem now. Well, well, Swords, I think, is near the same population as Limerick, and yeah. is, uh, they have two guard cars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's I mean, ridiculous. That's, that's Keystone Cops territory, like. Oh yeah, you know. But going back to the point there, what the lady said about, you know, the, the, in the morning, whatever. You could just as easily catch someone atrociously drunk in the, uh, in the morning. And I can tell you a little story here now. But you're, le- you're, le- you're less likely to catch somebody atrociously drunk at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning than you are at 11 o'clock at night or half 11 at night. I'll tell you a story now. It's gone back a couple of years now. Myself and my brother went to college and we were out one night and we were in the local pub and <clears throat> there was a few girls and a few fellas out, whatever like. And... Um, we couldn't get a cab home, and we were we left. We went back to a house party, and we left at about, I'd say, about three o'clock in the morning. So my dad came down to collect us, right? And we gave this girl a lift home. The following morning, 
we, he was dropping us into college because um, obviously none of us were in the state state we could drive. And at nine o'clock in the morning, we were passing, and the the, the local secondary school, and there was a checkpoint outside it. And they were this guy got out was on, on duty, whatever. And he asked my dad, um, could he would he blow into the bag? Yeah. And my father said, and this is true as a gospel is. I will, he says, if you breathalyze your partner in the drive in the passenger seat. Right. The partner in the passenger seat who was half asleep was the girl that we dropped off at about half three in the morning. Right. And she, she, was, and she, she was, was she was a guard on duty. Since six o'clock that morning. Right, okay. So it's one so basically you're what he was saying essentially is one rule for them, one rule for you. Well no, I'm not, I'm not saying well, that. What I'm, I'm what I'm saying is you know that we all you know, take a chance, or people take exactly. chances. Exactly, and you could just as easily catch someone who's well over the limit, or you know, well sozzled or well oiled, at any hour of the day. Yeah, that's not the, that's not really uh, the point. We under, I understand that that you know you can catch somebody drink driving any hour of the day, mm-hmm. but they take the easy option, the easier option. They don't really want to put themselves... It's to suit themselves. I, I, I kind of do agree with Francis in some sense. I don't know very much about the drink driving because I don't eat drinks so I never have to worry about it. But I do speed every now and again. I'm, I'm honest. And I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, I think most people do at some point. And I can tell you exactly where the guards are going to be. I, like, for example, on the link road between Dublin Airport and the M5 uh, or the M1, uh, they're always up on top of the hill there. It's an easy one to do. They'll know that if he wants to go out and get 20 or 30 you know, hits, he'll get them because that's where he'll get them coming around the corner from the coachman's in. So it, mm. it's really easy. They know exactly where to go. Instead, that guard should be out at a road where there has been accidents, for example. And there are many, you know, black spots around the area, particularly around the back of the airport, heading up towards Finglas, et cetera, et cetera. But they won't do that because it's not as handy. It's not as easy. They're less likely to get 20. They might only get four or five. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, but they won't do it because it's not as easy. Mm-hmm. So okay. in saying that, you know, he's got a point, you know, when it comes to enforcing the law. Now, whether it's the same with this or not, I don't know. But certainly when it comes to speeding, they don't enforce the law properly. I kind of half agree with you. Well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Michael. You're on Classic Kids. Hey, Michael. Hi, good evening, Niall. Um, there's a catch-22 in what... I agree with the two callers there. Uh, they've, they've made... Uh, the chap has made a very valid point. But you have to be there at an accident to see the devastation. I, You know what I mean? It must be very hard for these ambulance men when they go and they see the carnage on the road. And you see, you see it yourself. In the last couple, I'd say in the last year, now correct me if I'm wrong, there has been carnage here on the roads, whether, whether it be up in Donegal or down in Kerry or here in Dublin. Now, your man that made this statement, if, what, if somebody's going to make me out of law and, and, and stick to uh, and say, right, this is it, they shouldn't go back a year later. I don't care whether it's a year later or two years later. And undo it and say, well, maybe this is a little bit too. If you make a rule, you've got to stick to it. And exactly. that's my that's my rule. You've got to stick to it. Now, as I said, drink driving. You know, you could spend no, you know yourself. You could spend a whole week on your show talking about drink driving and the devastation it's done. But this guy, Minister, I did read about it actually in the paper, and I've heard it on, on, on through the media and on your program. But 
what 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 really stunned me was the fact that he came out and like and then to apologize Niall. Now, does he really think that we're leprechauns from somewhere, uh, somewhere down, whatever? No, look, I, I, I don't accept the apology because I believe, I, I believe he still thinks what he originally thought. No, no, he's just, you, he's just apologising to save yeah, face. He apologised yeah. because he knows he's walked himself into a. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, but but hang on a second. I've said stuff in the past that I know has upset some people because maybe they yeah. don't agree with me. I'll never, ever, and I have never to this day apologised for anything I've said. And now, mind, the way, mind you, if I ever do say something I regret, I would apologise. But I don't regret ever saying anything. Yeah, In other words, now, I mean, you might agree with me and might upset a few people or yeah. rattle a few cages, but I'm not going to apologise for yeah, something I don't know. But he did. Yeah, but the, the difference is, I mean, I've, I've listened to the program for quite a long, long time, and I know that you've got a lot of stick, and I know that you've said a lot of, a lot of things. But this is the difference. I'm not trying to be smart to you or your station. This is bigger than your station. I know, absolutely. Ta- I understand. Ta- yeah. You're talking about... There's lives at risk, yes. Yeah. Well, this guy came out, and then he apologised. Now, does he really think that the people in Ireland are foolish people? And we're just going to say, oh, well, he's very good to apologise. He apologised, not in Ireland. I give us... I, I'd like... I'd like... I'd like... I'd like him to understand. Does he yeah. really think we're dopes? Or does... Somebody has whispered something in, into his ear. I don't even think the man was going to apologise. I think someone got him in the corridors of power or got him in his office and said, you better get back onto the media and apologise because you're after making... It's, it's bigger than a boo-boo. Now, you know, um, if you make uh, a blunder, you can, you can sort of... Uh, if you're doing a movie and, and, and you mess up, you can do a second take. This wasn't a second take. This was genuinely real that he did. But someone went in there, I, I, I don't care what it was, 24 hours later, and told him, you better get your ass back out there and retract everything you just said. Am I right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt that somebody said to him this morning, if you want to keep your job, Finian, you've got to make a very sincere apology, which is very unsincere, because I think genuinely, um, in most cases, apologies are unsincere. Well, there are, people do it because they're told to do it. No, I think he should go now, because he's got... I mean, there's a lot of people can... I'm, I'm not even going to go down the road of jobs. We, we elect these guys. Well, he's the Taoiseach. Well, he's the president. At the end of the day, the people of Ireland put these, these people into power. They, I mean, if they're not able to handle a job, get the bloody well out of it. Don't, don't do the job. If you can't handle the job, go. The same way with you, Niall. If you couldn't handle what the job you do, I'm sure you'd probably say to your wife or your, your children, I can't handle this anymore. And your wife would come and, say, and they'd say, well, okay, Niall, well, then leave. Go. Well, this guy doesn't want to go. And I don't... Now, he, he can come on tomorrow or the next day and apologise and apologise. He should go, now. for the fact is that he is responsible. I mean, we put this guy in power. It's like giving, it's like giving a load of gun to someone and saying, no, you know, don't use that. If you pull the trigger, bang, it'll go off. This guy was put into power by the people who voted him in. And he needs... But he's not even decent enough to turn around and tell us. He's not decent enough to turn around and tell us. Um, well, what really happened was I got a scolding from the head of my ministers or whatever. I was brought into the office. I was told I had to apologize. If he had come out and said something like that, Niall, I would probably have more respect for the man. Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second because, and, and please stay with me as well, Nick. Let me go to J- John O'D. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Uh, am, I sp- am I speaking to the best broadcaster in the universe now? You are indeed. You're great. You're right. You're not on to the Neil Penderville show after all. 
<laughs> Sorry, yeah, go on. John, um, you believe he shouldn't have said what he said in the first place and it was insulting to the families? Yeah, it was, but I, I well, don't... He, he didn't, uh, no, he didn't personally insult any families, he didn't no, mention he, any families. I understand there are people who have lost lives or family members to drink driving. I understand that, particularly young children. Yeah, yeah. No, look, let's be honest, it was a ridiculous thing to say, right? It was stupid, like he wasn't very professional for a man with his job. I wish he'd get on. He's the Minister for Disability, and there's a lot of people out there on waiting lists and whatever and trying to get into hospital and trying to get home helps and get everything organised. This is a job he should be concentrating and keep his mouth shut as a girl's voice. Ah, John, you know, it's a throwaway comment. It's, you know, it's something he was asked about. I, I, I don't, look, I don't believe just because you happen to be Minister for Health or Minister for Children or Minister for Disability or Minister for Education that you don't sometimes make comments on other but, issues. Yeah, but you see, it's okay, but like... You and me going out to say, oh, no, you as the host, me as the contributor, and the other contributors on the line. That's, one, that's a different game altogether. These people are legislators. We elect them, and they're supposed to do a job, and they have to be very careful what they say. Now, as regards he being uh, made resign or asked to resign or sacked or whatever, like he's propping up this government, right? But if you balance it out, and if he should go, well, Simon Coveney should go. So, do you remember he promised us two years ago there would be no more children inside being bees in hotels? Mm. We see what happened. With well, maybe Leo Radke should go as well. Didn't he promise well, when he was Minister for Health only going back a couple of years ago that he would fix, fix the health service in one year? Sure, he abandoned that idea. So, what I mean, the point is I'm trying to make is they all say stupid things. Yeah, yeah, but you see, the thing is, like, they're, what they, the, the decisions they're taking are affecting us on a daily basis. Well, yeah, he but he's not making any decisions. He's just giving his opinion on the decision. Well, he's not. He's not making any decisions. He's making it. He's ma- he's forming an opinion based on the way he sees it being policed. Well, you, well, you see, he he. he and let's let's ignore his, his his apology because it's worthless. Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, sometimes they just look, say, look, this is how I feel. Like, and yeah. we stick to that and be yeah, we don't with it. Yeah, and making most apologies, right? But the thing is that look. He had said this. I don't think that he should be asked to resign, even though I think it was a ridiculous thing to say. But if you balance it out against, as I said, the like of Harris, like and Coveney, I mean, what's but you what about what I said? As I said to make at the very start, I mean, he, what he said is nothing in comparison to what the Healy Rays say on a regular basis. Well, you see, that we know what the Healy Rays are up to. They're kind of like, and I, I have a rural background, as you know. Like, but should they, they're, as far as they're concerned, you should be allowed to have a few pints if you live in rural Ireland. Sure, but they're yeah. not making the rules. I, I, I understand they're not making rules, but they're still in government. They should, they, they still should be supporting legislation when it's gone through the doll. But you see, they're, 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 they're not pandering. Well, but I know, I know that. They want us all to have a gun as well, for God's sake. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just pandering to their own electorate. Like. Now, I mean, if you go through the figures, in 1922, no Christ, there was as many cows in 22. There was 51 people killed that year. Now, what percentage of that 51 were, uh, as we said, the result of drinking and driving? I say you could factor in quite a bit. You go up to 1978, I think it was the highest ever, I think over 600 people killed. Again, you can damn well factor in the hell of a lot of that. But will I tell you, and I understand we have 2.2 million cars on the road at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know there was 167 something, I think it was 167 road deaths last year, fatalities, okay? Which is a very low number. Right, let's be clear about this, right? It's a very low number. It's it's too many. It's 167 too many people who were killed. Some of them are pedestrians, by the way, as well, right? Mm -hmm. But in saying that, 
when you've got 2.2 million vehicles weighing a ton each driving around the road in unison, at some point they're going to run into each other. Uh, so you, you are never going to get that figure to zero. Yes, alcohol is a contributing factor. Yes, worn tyres are a contributing well, factor. Speed, speed is yeah, a contributing yeah, factor. Yeah. There's loads of contributing factors. Yeah. We can never eradicate them all. And the reason that number is coming down is not just because of the, the, the laws that we're implementing. For example, in relation to penalty points, uh, there we brought in more penalty points there two years ago for different offences. It didn't reduce road deaths. It's not going to reduce road deaths. What reduced road deaths is driver education and better cars. And, and, and we're seeing better cars. That's what's reducing the road yeah, debt. Better also, cars. Also, no, the, the only fact is that look, people are chances every night for the simple reason they know there won't be a checkpoint because that, and there's not enough girls in the country. There's not enough girls. Going back there about uh, was it two years ago, there was only two squad cars covering the whole of Cox City. I know that for a fact in one night. That was four girls. So if one of that, them cars has to go to an accident or something, that means there's just two cops policing the whole of Cox City. So that's ridiculous. Well, I, I know they've just brought in legislation. I'm not for sure whether people are familiar with that. By 2022, or not legislation, um, uh, the EU have a directive that by 2022, all cars must have uh, brake assist and lane assist uh, mm-hmm. built into them, which is not a bad idea. Uh, because I, I don't know, have, have either of you driven with brake assist or lane assist in a, in a car? I haven't any of them. Mick, have you tried that? I have, yeah. She, she's, she's not sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> she's the brake assist. Mick, slow the fuck down! <laughs> Can I just bring up another point there just very quickly? Cause I, and I don't want to take up um, everybody's time. These checkpoints, they don't just catch drink drivers. They're also catching the, 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 the males and females that are um, using narcotics, but they also catch untaxed, uninsured, and cars that are not roadworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's but I, I, by the way, the NCT is a, is a load of shite. A mate of mine just got his car NCT'd. He passed the NCT first time. Now, to be honest with you, I looked at it when he told me he was going for an NCT. I said, you're having a laugh. That thing is not going to go through an NCT. But it yeah. did, and it passed first time. A week later, his gearbox went in his car, Two of his, uh, what you call it, rods, steering rods, one of them was yeah. bananas. He ended up leaving the car in. Your man told him the brakes were completely down to the metal. Um, yeah. And this passed an NCT. The car is in bits. It cost him nearly 700 quid that, in bits that, and pieces. Now, you, you know what's going on with the NCT, right? That's, or, that check is only as good on the very time that the check is actually... But it couldn't even have been good. I mean, the brakes don't wear out in two weeks. By the way, a man has just called in to say that he basically had a few pints and drove home tonight. Uh, he was going to come on the air and uh, he's kind of backed out because he was afraid of being recognised. But look, we'll change your name if you want to come on. I want to know why you think it's okay to do that. Uh, if you want to come on the air, uh, he obviously believes the laws are too strict. Uh, he's obviously just going to come on the air in case he gets recognised. But look, we'll change your name if you want to come on. Uh, we'll have a chat with you and find out exactly what's going on. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 That's 087 if you want to text or WhatsApp. Stay there, please, John and Mick. Let me go to Colin. Colin, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Colin? Niall, how's it going, Neil? Good. You think he should be sacked for his comments? Completely. I think it's completely and utterly irresponsible. I, 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 these politicians are coming up with all sorts of balloony ideas now, trying to make a little name for themselves. There's the elections coming up soon. They go, ah, oh, that was the great fellow who did this. No. You speak straight, speak properly, look after the people of the country. We are the ones to put you there to represent us and, and make the country better for us. Do you believe that Cove New Harris should go as well, sir? Well, any of them. Well, if you're talking about speaking straight, they should all be resigning, so. Yeah, yeah but this is it. Look at the state of the country with the people we have in charge of it. Mm. It's a laughing stock. But I don't believe his comments are any worse than anything I've heard on any other day in the news. 
Well, you're probably right, Noel, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're irresponsible comments. There's families there, that mother's day there only the other day. There's mother's gone missing, there's daughter's gone missing because of drink drivers. Mm-hmm. I've, been the, I've been the victim of a drink driver myself. I used to drink. I haven't had a drink in 10 years myself either. I gave it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have very strong views on it, Noel, and I have to drink driver. I know you can't have it at zero, but literally that half glass of beer, that's enough for anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said he was complaining not so much about the law because he agrees that he agrees with the law, but of the way it was being policed. Um, that he believes the guards are using it in somewhat or over the top in the way they're using it. Similar to the way I suppose we talk about the guards when they catch people speeding, that they'd go to the same point, not where the actual accidents are happening, but, you know, at the top of around a corner on a hill hiding behind a sign, uh, shoe fish the barrel. Now, you know my profession, you know what I work at. I'm stopped on a regular basis driving at night time, and sometimes twice and three times in the night at different checkpoints where I work. And I wholeheartedly agree with it, 100%. Absolute 100%. I think the guards are doing the best they can with what they have. I mean, at many, at many checkpoints, you see, Colin, because I just mentioned, you know, I go from here to Swords. You know where the radio station is, and I go from yeah, here to yeah. Swords. I haven't seen a checkpoint in two years, three years. Well, I, I've probably been breathalyzed about 18 times since January. Right, but you're out most nights, are you? Yeah, yeah. And with the majority I, I, of those being at night time, would you ever do any shifts in the mornings? I, I, I'd start walk at around about 8 o'clock and I'd finish at around half four. And most of the breathalyzing checkpoints are from, say, 9 o'clock to midnight. Right, okay, so they're out at night. So you, yeah, and they are. They do, they, I have to say, you know... I'm, I suppose I'm, what Finian is suggesting is that they're doing the soft one and they're doing it in the, in the morning because it's easier to catch people. But you see, yeah, no, but if you're over the limit, you're over the limit. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Kev rightly yeah. said in the text earlier on, you know, being over the limit, you know, at, at 12 o'clock at night, being over the limit at, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning is exactly the same thing yeah. when it comes to competency <laughs> of driving. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sh- sorry, John. Yeah, listen, there's a controversy as well there because people have been breathalyzed coming and going from mass, you know, or as you say, school time in the morning. But look, you can be breathalyzed at any stage. You can be stopped by a guard when you're driving a car at any stage, at any time of the day. So I don't know why people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that, like. Yeah, well, well, let me just go, if I can, to Philip as well. Philip, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Philip? Niall, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Philip, I mean, he's apologised. Well, obviously, look, I don't believe Niall, genuine... don't think, Niall, I don't think he should apologise. I think fair play to him. It's about time people like him started speaking up because I'm just sick. It was just typical Irish, just never stop moaning. Never stop moaning. The most dangerous times for people to be drink driving is when bars are closing or nightclubs are closing until 6am in the morning and you won't see one guard or one guard to check right out. They're catching people who are going to work at 7 o'clock on a Monday morning or on a Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, Thursday morning and breathalyzing them. It doesn't make sense. You should be drinking. You, you, you know, if you, if you stop your night, if you leave a bar... Well, hang on, let, let him finish. I'll, I'll let both Niall, of you respond to him. Niall, if you leave a bar, if you leave a pub or a nightclub at 2 o'clock, go home, you get a night's sleep, and you wake up at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock... Which you? You know, you're, you're, you're not drunk. You you're not that. drunk. Well, you're, well, there's no... Well, hang on. If you have, I don't know, 120 milliliters or milligrams per milliliter of blood in your, bo- in your body at 8 o'clock in the morning when you're going to work because you had, say, 10 pints the night before, that's exactly the same as you having three or four pints the night before. Look, I so, know well, It's not like having 10, obviously, but it's like having three or four. That, that, that 
120 milligrams uh, of alcohol in your bloodstream is exactly the same as 120 at night. It doesn't make any difference so, what time of the day it, depends it is. How, it depends how big of a drinker, yeah. I'm not a big drinker, but I go out most weekends. I go out most weekends. I go out most weekends, Niall, there, and I think it's an absolute joke. I think fair play to Fair play, and this country has been ran by a pack of gangsters. You know, you, you said, you man, Leo, what's his name? Leo, the, the Taoiseach. Mm. He came down to Galway, the University Hospital in Galway, where we had an overcrowding, and we still haven't. The A&E, they hid the patients. When he came down to visit the University Hospital, they hid the patients when he came down to Galway to visit, yeah, well, she, to visit she, the she, A&E. They hid the patients, and that came from nurses. I, I have friends and nurses who work in the University Hospital in Galway. He came down. Let me speak. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Who hid the patient? I know exactly. The nurses hid. They were told to hit, hide the patient in the a because they didn't want to see that there was a problem. When but but hang problem. on. Why why would the nurses do that? It wouldn't even be in their interest to do that. It'd be their interest to highlight the issue to them. They were told to do it because they were told to do it. They have to do as they're told. But this thing gets. But okay, well, that, well, that's a different issue. But hang on, John, for a second, because Colin, you wanted to say something to Philip there. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, depend yourself. Look, I, I, I know. Look, it might maybe some people might look at it as a soft touch getting the lads in the morning for drinking or women in the morning for drink. But the thing is, if you blow into a breathalyzer and you're over the limits, whether it's three in the afternoon, two o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock at night, if you're over, you're over. No question. I don't agree with drink driving. I hate anyone who drinks drive, and you I'm know, right God bless all the families who've lost, you know, people to drink driving. But I think it's a joke because they're out, they're, like they're, they're not out when they should be out. You know, you know. So, so if you went out, if you, okay, well, okay, well, if you went out for a good night, Philip, on a weekend, right? Say it was a special night. I don't know, a party or something like that, right? And you had a skinful. What's what's a skinful for you, Philip? By the way. The most me, if I go on a Saturday night, I'll have, I'll have tops, I'll have 10 bottles. 10, by, 10 bottles of Heineken or Corona, and that's it. Right, okay. So now, uh, and you're up the next morning at 8 o'clock and you want to nip down for a newspaper. Exactly, yeah. yeah you but would, would you drive down to the, the, at 8 o'clock the next morning? Well, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. But, but are, you, are you only What's not it? doing it because you might get caught? You which? Are you only not going now because you might get caught? Well, it's not that you're getting caught. Like, like sometimes you're nearly afraid to scratch your head. In case they think you're on a phone. That's how bad it's gone. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous out here. Right. It's ridiculous. And yeah, sorry. Wait, wait, I'll go with John. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, look, I know plenty of guys are bus drivers here on the and they're lorry drivers. And there's no way they will go for a pint on a Sunday night anymore when they've got work in, next morning. If you're driving for a living, or if you use your car for going to work, and you, have to, you just need that car, you have to have it. Right? You just don't drink the night before, simple as that. Yeah, I'd agree completely. And I don't drink at all myself. But if I, I, I rely on my licence for a living. And if I was drinking, there's not a hope in hell I'd drive the night before I was due to walk the following day. Yeah. See, people, I, I think there's a change in mindset, you know, Philip. I just think, I agree with Mr. McGrath what he said. And it's about time people have said, you know, because the rules are just, they're just ridiculous. So, Listen, you, so you think the guard, the policing of this is over the top? Way over the top. But they're, well, they're, the guards are just enforcing the law. They didn't make the law. Well, I'm not so, saying are you, so are you saying the law is over the top? The politicians that are making these laws. That's, that's, okay, that's, well, that's Shane, the, Shane that's Ross's legislation that when you're on the minimum level, which is less than a pint of beer, by the way, literally a glass of wine. Well, Shane, Ross, Shane Ross doesn't even hold a bloody driver's license. I know, license. <laughs> I'm Shane well Ross aware gets, that. Shane Ross gets driven around by a bloody chauffeur, and yeah, he's the one making all these bloody rules. 
Well, you could, oh, argue, well, you could also argue that Catherine Zappone doesn't have any children and she's Minister for Children. Well, Leo Varadkar is not sick and he's the Minister for Health. So, so you know, well, he is a doctor, mind you. <laughs> so you have to realise the people who are making these rules, I mean, like, it's a joke. It's okay, but yeah, but, okay, but you, I'm asking you, Philip, do you believe the law, the legislation we have, the drink driving legislation in this country, which is probably one of the strictest in Europe, actually, uh, do you believe that legislation is over the top? I think it's over the top to the fact that they're not breathalyzing people until the following day. I mean, I've had one or two of my friends that were breathalyzed at 12 o'clock the next day, 1 o'clock the next day. The I, mean, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, you have families. You have families who go out on a Saturday night, have a few beers, go home, they'll bring their kids in on a Sunday, we'd say, to, to the city centre and whatever, and they're getting breathalyzed. It was at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock the following day. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a joke. You will not see, Niall, as you said, you haven't come across a checkpoint in Dublin. It's the same thing. You don't come across checkpoints, we'd say, between 11 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, Colin, now, well, well, in, fairness, in fairness, I'm not driving around the city all night. Colin is, and he said he's been, he's been brattleised at, at least eight times recently. Listen, I do drive to the north every weekend, do you not? I do, yeah. I've never been stopped. Yeah, well, I tell you a good one now. Like, there's a guy now he drove from Cork to Belfast. Now, that's a hell of a journey, right? Yeah. And back. And between the two journeys, up and down, he never met a checkpoint one. Although I was going into Cork the other night on the M8, and about, uh, I was just out, out of Cashel, and uh, I, I saw the guards at the side of the road with the tripod and the camera and the whole shebang. But now they'd been stopping another car, but I think they kind of spotted me. I don't think I was speeding. I had a quick look as I was passing them, and he was scratching his head in the middle of the road. Um, I don't think I was speeding anyway. But he, he did kind of go to step out and put his hand out, but I think I just went past him too fast, and he didn't really get a chance. But I was I don't think I was speeding. I think I was doing 120. It's a motorway, you know. So. And he shouldn't do like me. It's right through checkpoint. Philip, can I ask you a question there, Philip? Yeah. You can. Philip, you know you were saying about your friends that got stopped there at 12 in the afternoon and 1 in the afternoon. Yeah. When they were breathalyzed, were they over the limit? No. No, they weren't over well, the limit. What, no. Well, then what's the problem? The problem is, that, like, why would you, why would you, why would you breathalyze someone the following day at 12 or 1 o'clock? In case, the, why, in case why, they're pissed. Why, why aren't you having these checkpoints? Why aren't you having these checkpoints when these bars and nightclubs are closing? Why are they having the checkpoints at this time? It's just easy, easy targets. It's all, it's all a money racket. It's all a money yeah, racket. It's like these speed vans. It's like these speed vans. You don't see these. You don't see these speed vans down these country roads where all these deaths are happening. They're having them in these little bends in the city centres and whatever because it's just a money racket. That's all it is. One. Big. It's like the MOT or the DOE, it's all one big money rack. And it's the same thing with the guards having all these breath, trying to breathalyze people the following day. It's all one big money racket. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, Philip, what if he breathalyzed your friend and he was over the limit? Oh, hang on, Philip. Listen to what he's saying to you for a second, Philip. I know you like to talk. <laughs> you get your job. <laughs> just, I tell you, Niall, it just annoys me when you No, I know, I know. I know it's annoying you. But Colin, Colin is asking, well, I mean, what if, you know, he breathalyzes somebody at 12 o'clock in the day and they happen to be over the limit? Which would, yeah, wouldn't that be a good but, thing? Well, I can tell you now, Niall, if you're over the limit at 12 o'clock the following day, you've been drinking a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and that is a fact. <laughs> but, but, but you could have been there that morning for a curer. This, well, then, well, then you deserve everything you get. Because you're, 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 well, that's, you know, that's, if, well, that's fair enough. You know, then, then you deserve then everything you get. Right but I'm saying, Niall, all I'm trying to say, uh, if, 
you go out and you, you drink till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and that is it. You go home, go to bed, whatever, and you get up at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock the next morning. I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. The whole thing okay, is... All right, okay, so, so you're a grad. You believe uh, he nothing should happen to him. He was just speaking his mind. Colin, you think he should be sacked. And John, you just think he should resign. No, well, I didn't resign. Oh, well, what do you say, John? No, I'm just saying it was a ridiculous thing to say. Do, do you believe he should resign for it? No, I don't. Oh, I don't okay. All right, fair enough. All right. Colin, I think, I think sacking him is a bit OTT, I'll be honest with you. You might not agree with him, man. You might think it was a stupid thing to say, but I think sacking somebody for saying something you didn't agree with is a bit over the top. Well, well, fair enough, but if he was going to go, he'd take a few other minutes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and listen, thanks very much indeed, lads. Uh, okay, loads and loads of people texting in relation to that one. Uh, somebody says, no, Colin is right, he should be sacked. And a person said, the guards should be out and around the uh, town at night time. I drove home from work late one night, and the driver in front of me was all over the road, mounted the step. I rang the guards, and they were no more interested about me. They were more interested in me on the phone driving. Oh, that happened to me before. I had a guy in front of me pissed on the uh, motorway there coming up towards the airport. I rang the guards and the first thing the guard said to me, he says, are you on a speaker or on a Bluetooth? I said, of course I am. Why? Oh, well, you shouldn't be on the phone. I said, I'm on a Bluetooth. He was more interested in me being on the phone to him. Uh, in other words, he didn't matter his arse. Uh, Niall, I deliver Chinese four nights a week. I haven't seen a checkpoint in at least a year. I worked extra nights over the Christmas and the New Year and not one checkpoint. The last time I saw a checkpoint was over a year ago and they were only after tax. Uh, that comes in from Carly. See, I, I, I'm telling you, I know Colin said he sees him as a taxi driver, maybe because he's right in the city centre on a regular basis. And there is one or two checkpoints that are always around. As there's one there as you go into Sheriff Street, um, but they're not looking for drink drivers, I don't think. They're looking for something different altogether. There was a lot, obviously a lot, been a lot of activity, uh, gangland activity, etc., etc. And there was always an armed checkpoint up there, there for a reason. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it was there for a good while. So I think they're looking for something different. Um, there was also a checkpoint, I remember, open swords too, because there was a lot of activity there in Applewood for a while with individuals. And you remember, remember there was a shooting there recently and somebody killed. Uh, and I'm sure that's the reason they were there all the time. Again, it was armed. They weren't interested in tax. They weren't interested in drink driving. They were looking into the car with the armed units to see who was in the car. They were more interested in the individuals in your car. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.